God, a real genuine revival would bring a great move of God's spirit. Our world would know what they would where the answer was if God could get in the arrangements. And it's up to us, and that's what God's doing here at Stratford Heights, and we need to take it out everywhere we go during the week and tell people that we're having revival in our church and that God's still in the saving business. Praise the Lord. Let's praise him one more time and be seated for just a moment. Thank you. God bless you. You may be seated for just a moment. I want to remind you that next Sunday is something very special. We'll be having our pastor appreciation time, and that's a time when we say thank you to our pastor. Don't you love Pastor Ray Phillips? Praise God. Amen. You can do that. You can stand. Praise the Lord. We love you, Pastor. We're glad you're home. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God. Thank you. We need, we have to have spirit-filled leaders. And if he ever gets out from under the anointing, he won't be what he is now. But he's not going to do that. He's going to stay close to God because he's got a whole house full of children here he's taken care of. And he's feeding and nurturing. And isn't it wonderful to have a call of God on your life in these last days? To know the Holy Ghost is in us and he's doing his work. Well, we'd just been in Sunday school early service this morning. It was wonderful. We had Sunday school where we studied God's word. Now we're here for morning service and then back tonight. Don't miss this service. Sunday's the day you can get fed and get blessed. And we want you to do that. Take advantage of it. And remember services all through the week. And don't forget next Sunday is our Pastor Appreciation Day. All the little particulars are in the bulletin. And take it and read it and come and expect a good time of fellowship and sharing just to appreciate our pastor. All right. We want to ask all of our guests if you would just remain seated. And we'll want our members and regular tenders to please stand at this time all over the building. We're going to shake hands and greet one another. But just find those people that are still seated. And be sure they get a hug and a handshake from you today. And you welcome them as they have come to worship with us here at Stratford Heights. Now get out in the aisles and let's shake hands and greet one another. And give people a God bless you.
windows of heaven and God honors that 10% tithe in your income but I've also been thinking about the giving and how it's an expression of love do you believe that that salvation is found in Jesus Christ do you believe that he can turn a life around a life that's been beaten and battered and and is old in a sense can become new in Jesus Christ I believe that with all of my heart as we give this morning we're, we're sending love, not only to this area and this community, but also around the world. We're sending the love of God. It's an expression this morning. That obedience and that act is an expression of love. And the Bible says to these people, the scripture writes to these people this time to do so more and more. You've already been doing it, but keep it up for it's a great act that you're showing. It's an encouraging act. Can we pray? Father, we love you. Thank you for God's people. God, thank you for their obedience. Thank you for their giving. Lord, I know that in us giving, God, uh, there, there's no sacrifice, God, that we can give that's greater than what you've already given. But Father, I thank you, Lord, for what many have done in this church, God, for years and years, God. They have been obedient. They've been faithful. They've been generous. And God, I pray that you might be honored in all those things as we continue to do this more and more. In Jesus' name, amen.
She looked at her mom and said, right now I need a Jesus with some skin on him so I can see him. He is here this morning. In my spiritual eye, I could see him moving up and down these aisles. And if he were here, we wouldn't play around. If you, if you, I know some of you are seeing him, but if you could just see how he's moving here, how he is ministering to each and every need, he is worthy of our praise.
wonderful job. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me this morning? Thank you, Courtney. Courtney Brakebill, visiting with us. She was one of those young people in my youth group many years ago, and she went off to Lee University, and she studied music education. She found her a wonderful husband, and she's married and got a beautiful baby. And well, they've been through some challenges, some things that they've had to face, sickness for her husband, young man, and had to go through quite a bit. But man, they're on top of it, and God has proven himself mighty on their behalf. Thank you, Courtney, for singing under the anointing. And that's what makes the difference because that's where we are this morning. The difference between our hard work, our hard work and God's supernatural work. That's what we want. Amen? Man, I feel the presence of the Lord. He's, he's been here so strong throughout this day already. 8.30, we just had a wonderful service. I'm believing that in the next few minutes, God is going to speak to our hearts and touch us, challenge us into believing him for those things in our lives, those dead things the enemy says to give up on. I'm believing that. I've got a message for the church. And in this message is also a challenge to the individual who's going through that valley experience in your life this morning. If you turn in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37, I'm going to read 10 verses of Scripture. It's a story about a vision that Ezekiel had. Very familiar to most of you. As soon as I begin reading, you'll know exactly what this is. But this was something the Lord gave to me at the, at the General Assembly. I don't know when I've ever, you know, they say it's usually relative to just how blessed you are, but I don't know when I have ever been in a general assembly for the church of God where I was so blown away and so overwhelmed by the Spirit of God as I was in this one. On Friday night, on Friday night, I experienced a personal touch from the Lord. And while we were standing in that arena, in five minutes, he laid this word out to me. And so I'm giving you what he gave to me. And I'm believing it's going to touch you, challenge you, and move Stratford Heights into a place that we have never been before. I saw the power and the Spirit of God move. Sister Peggy, he moved on thousands of people in one moment. You couldn't orchestrate that if you tried. One particular moment, the speaker was up, began to cry out and pray, saying, God, breathe on us. Breathe on us. And man, he did. And I never saw so many thousands of people in one moment begin to just a wave of the glory of God. Oh, don't you miss those kind of things. I'm telling you, I'm here this morning. We've got a great church. We've got a good church. And God let me know he is leading us and moving us forward and putting us in a place we've never been before because we're ready to get there. He's been blessing our church. And they had 16 saved yesterday at the jail ministry. And they just got everything going on. And the power of the Lord has fallen. 130 here Friday night for Celebrate Recovery. 
And I understand all of the ministries and God is moving and working, but God is trying to position us in a place is that we can do more than we've ever done because I'm here to tell you this morning, listen to me young people, listen to me adults, listen to me dad, mom. I've said it before, but I'm saying it again this morning for you to not lose hope, for you to get a hold of some faith down inside of you. Jesus Christ is coming very soon. He's coming soon. And he's coming for a spotless bride. He's coming for a bride that is waiting and ready, you know, when we open those doors. That bridegroom, I'm always checking to see his reaction because as soon as them back doors open up, he just stands there. He's a nervous wreck until he sees her. And every time he sees her, I've seen it over and over and over again. All of a sudden, he stops. Tears fill his eyes. And he gets this calm, and he says, that's mine. I'm telling you, Jesus is standing at the door, and he's waiting. He's looking for the doors to open. And when that eastern gate opens up, and the skies, and the trumpet of God sounds, and he hears that wedding march. Oh, why is anybody hearing me this morning? When he hears that wedding march, I'm telling you that I believe the, the joy of the Lord will be strength. And I believe he'll look and he's going to look at us as we're being gathered from all four corners of the earth. And he is going to say, there she is. He's coming for his church. He's coming soon. And we must be ready. Amen. We must be ready. You've got to let go. I'm just going to go ahead. Just be patient with me. You've got to let go of bitterness, sir. You got to let go of unforgiveness, ma'am. You got to let go of those things that are holding you down and keeping you down. They might just be too much weight when he comes. You've got to let the power and the spirit of the Lord break you again break you open again you've got to be humble and broken before god you've got to be like that alabaster box you got to be busted open and poured out at the savior's feet telling you he's coming he's coming and he's looking for someone who's got oil in their lamp he's not looking he's not going to be available for the ones that are having to run off to a revival who are having to go find their favorite preacher He's not looking for those folks. He's going to be knocking and standing at the door at the eastern gate. And he's going to literally send a message that says, Come up hither, my bride. And when he does, how many of you are going? Absolutely. I am not letting anything keep me from it. You'll have to pardon me. I don't need to apologize to you. I'm Pentecostal. If you didn't know it, I am I'm proud of it. My life turned upside down the night he filled me with the Holy Ghost. I've never been the same again. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know maybe all the details to help you get a clear picture. But here's what I do know. I have the comforter abiding in me. And I am on fire for the Lord. I love him with all my heart. I am not the greatest preacher I am not out there trying to compete with all the big names, but I'll tell you what I am. I am hungry and thirsty for God, and I'll tell you, He has touched my life. I, I started to tell you this, you know, in the church of God, when you come back from the assembly, 
Everyone's always worried. You know, are, are, did you, are you leaving? Are you packing a U-Haul truck? Are you going off somewhere? You know, it used to be that, Lord, you, you'd get to the assembly and all of a sudden there was just rumors flying everywhere and pastors were swapping and churches were going. It, I started to tell you that, well, you're getting a new pastor. You are. Friday night, Friday night when the Spirit of God fell in that place, I felt the Spirit of God as if He came down like a lightning bolt on me. He cracked me right down the middle. He opened me wide up and He found things in me I didn't know was there. He cleaned me up, cleaned me out, sanctified me all over again and filled me with His Holy Ghost. All I know is that I found me a spot. There were thousands of people there. They were dancing. They were shouting. They were celebrating. But I found me a spot over in the corner, and I hid myself over there, and I bawled, and I cried like a baby. And I told God, breathe on me. Make me what you want me to be. I want to be a vessel, God, filled with your spirit. I don't want to be a preacher for you. I don't want to just come back and do sermons for you. I want to be a pastor who leads his flock into the presence of the Holy God. I want to honor him with my life. And I want our church to not be known for its talents and its abilities and its programs. I want people to say, if you want God, get to Stratford Heights. That's what I want. You want God, you get to Stratford Heights. I don't want to be known for who we are or what we can do. I want you to love people like they don't know what hit them. I want you to welcome people and be hospitable. I want you to find your brothers and sisters. I want you to let go of hate and bitterness. I want that to die. I want all of those things that hinder. I want that to just melt off you. In the name of Jesus, I prophesy over you and speak that life to you this morning. God's going to have his way in this church if he's got to move half of us out. Holy Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord is witnessing in this house this morning. Would you lift your hands all over the sanctuary? Lift your hands to God. Honor Him. Don't be afraid to talk to Him out loud if you want to. Just speak your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we're submitted. Lord, we're surrendered. We don't need to do anything except honor You. Lord, we want to find your purpose and plan for our church. God, be pleased with our praise. Be pleased with our worship. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is going, now I'm going to read my scripture because I know you want to be seated. I'm the only one that has to stand the whole time. I should make you stand with me. I won't. I've entitled the message, I just jotted this down, the wind is blowing again. And oh, if you only knew what that meant, because I know what it means. The wind is blowing again. Just like when he picked up a lump of clay in the Garden of Eden. And the Bible says he made man in his image and formed him after him. 
And then it says he blew the breath of God into him. Angie, wouldn't it be wonderful to feel the breath of God right now? Wouldn't it be wonderful for the breath of God to just run across this sanctuary right now? I'm believing it. I'm believing for it. Ezekiel said, the hand of the Lord was upon me. He was taken into a vision. And he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. And he caused me to pass round about among them, and behold, there were very many human bones in the open valley or plain. And behold, they were very dry. He said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord, O Lord God, you know, only you know. Again, he said to me, Prophesy to these bones. Say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. Mm. I wish you heard that like I heard it. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath and spirit in you and you dry bones shall live. You shall know, understand and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. So I professed, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, thank you, Lord, there was a thundering noise, and behold, a shaking and trembling and a rattling. Boy, there'd be some people that would think that was just a little much, wouldn't they? Somebody bring this to order. Ezekiel, settle yourself down. As I prophesied, There was a thundering noise, and behold, a shaking and trembling and a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Not just any bone. Not just your bone, hooking up with my bone. Every bone went back to its bone. And I looked, and behold, There were sinews upon the bones, and flesh came upon them, and skin covered them over. But there was no breath or spirit in them. How many of you know there are some things only God preserves for himself, for no one else to get the glory? Then said he to me, prophesy to the breath and the spirit, son of man. He got his orders. And say to the breath and spirit, thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath and spirit came. (laughs) I'm sorry.
You see, when I read those words, as he commanded me, the Lord says, I command you to me. I'm going to prophesy over you. In just a few minutes, we're going to prophesy over you as he commanded us. You better get ready, folks. You better get ready for what God's going to do in your life, in your family. You better get ready. You better be thinking right now, what is it that he's going to do in you? What are you ready to receive? Think about it. Because you see, since early, 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 early this morning, I've been praying. I said, God, if you would only just command me, command me, if you'd just command me, command me to prophesy over our church, over our people. Because, Lord, as he commanded, this, this was serious business, speaking life, health, and strength into these folks. That's only your word. I can preach all day long, and I can preach them happy, but I can't put life and breath in them. I can't raise nobody from the dead. But if you command me, and as soon as I read that, so I prophesied as he commanded me in my spirit, he gave me what I asked for. <laughs> and the breath and spirit came into the bones, and they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceedingly great host. Stretch your hands towards this altar this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you will touch and minister to your people. Challenge all of us, starting with me, God. Work a work in this house. May we be challenged into a place we have never been before. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. As I walked out of the General Assembly floor... On Friday night, I walked out excited. I couldn't hardly, we went, went to a restaurant after service with those that were down from the church and we found ourselves sitting there and all I could do was talk about it. Gary and I walked over to, to the car to go to the restaurant and, and we were just talking about it and I, I couldn't keep from talking about it. I, I talked about it everywhere. I was texting people and telling them about what God had done in that service. I don't know when. If you haven't watched it, it's online. Go to the General Assembly 2014 and go to the archives and watch Friday night. There was a song a lady sang on there, my goodness, called Breathe On Me. That's where it all started with me. I started from that lady singing under the anointing, and then God began to just take me into places I'd never been before. And he began to work on me, and I was so excited, and, and I felt so, I don't know, I just felt so free. It was like, Lord, I thought I was doing all right when I got here. I didn't really think I came down here in spiritual need. How many, time, how many of you know that sometimes when God needs, to, God needs to do some things in us that we don't even know? he needs to do. Sometimes we got to just put ourselves on the altar. That's why David said, examine my heart, O God, and see if there be any wicked way in me. Sometimes we just got to surrender ourselves completely. And some people don't like to do that because they already know God's going to tell them no on some things that they don't want to hear. That's another message, another day. I won't preach that. But as I walked out, the Lord began to speak to me and he gave me picture of Ezekiel and, and I began to mull that over in my head and I began to think of all the different times that the breath of God was found you know working a miracle in the lives of people the breath of God that makes the, the breath that gives life the breath that gives strength 
you know, preaching the word and doing the work and the programs in the church. And, and, you know, God uses us to put the bones back together, if you will. He uses us to, to get all that work done. And, and it's a wonderful miracles when things like that happen. But God preserves something just for himself. And that's that when something is dead, God will be the only one to receive the glory for bringing new life and breath into that. And God is trying to position this church. I'm, I'm telling you the Lord is coming. He's getting his church ready. We are, you are seeing on the news almost every hour there is breaking news on Israel. She is constantly in the news. All those enemies that are poised against her, even some that we thought had gone away are back again, if you've noticed that. Russia and several other places. Everybody that's ever been poised or that's been prophesied to come against her is aligning herself in a place where they can attack Israel. They're doing it. They hate her. They don't want anything to do with her. A lot of our politicians are trying their very best to get you and I to change our mind. But I'm so thankful this morning we got the word when the world tries to change our minds. We will never, ever turn our back on Israel. I will be a pastor to say we'll pray for her. We'll seek her good at every turn. We'll keep our hearts centered on praying for her. Don't you buy into them that propaganda. Say amen. Amen. Don't you buy into it for a second. I watched a television news program the other day and I wanted to pick up something in the room and just throw it at the TV. I'm getting more like Brother Watkins every day. (laughs) Couldn't hardly believe the things I I was hearing. I'm telling you, this world, even America, is trying to turn. Uh, There are leaders strategically placed by the devil, I believe, that are literally, whether they're in Congress or in the states, houses or in the governor's houses, they're working hard to get us to change our minds. You know what they're trying to do? They're trying to bring a curse on us. But you and I are going to be the remnant that will stand through it all. And we'll be blessed going in and we'll be blessed going out. Amen. But it was wonderful to be there that night. I just couldn't hardly believe the, the service, the preacher, the, the message he gave was amazing. It, you know, it was just one of those times. I, I could say so much more, but for time's sake, I'm going to keep going. But I will tell you here this morning, you're going to leave this house knowing that God is the one that's going to give you strength and give you healing and give you uh, deliverance. He's going to lighten up the oppression on you. You've come in here today, and I'm telling you, while I believe there is a message to Stratford Heights, the Lord has shown me a picture. I've seen a vision in my mind of what he wants to do with our church, and it is going, I found out something. I, I was going to have a meeting with the staff right away as soon as we get back in the office tomorrow, and I was going to bring bring them all together and let them know what I'd seen. And I thought we got to strategize and I got to work with these guys and we've got to absolutely get on the same page. And the Lord reminded me in prayer. He said, it's going to take a lot more than just your staff. You're going to have to call men and women of God who will get out of complacency and get out of compromise and will stand to fight in this last day in order to fulfill the very mission that I've called this church to. The Lord let me know 100 years and you ain't seen nothing yet if you'll stand up and get ready for what God wants for us. How many, let me just take a vote. How many of you are all in? You're all in. Right, let me see. Okay. If you can't raise your hand, that's all right. All right. That's a, that's a good quorum. We are being positioned 
God wants to do something through this church. He's preserved her through depressions. He's uh, through wars, through all kinds of trouble in the, in the city of Middletown through the years. From 1915 until now, God has fought for this church. He's preserved this church through every kind of economic crisis and trouble, through every kind of uh, uh, mess up on, on, the, on the community and in offices and, and the people that hold positions. Everything that, this ha- that we've had to face as a community and as a country, God has preserved this church. It's mu- How many of you know it's much bigger than you and I? Much bigger than the current pastor or the next pastor or the previous pastor. This was something God put in motion. And you and I have got to be about what is it, God, you want to do through us. And God is wanting us to get in a position right now. He's given me, I believe, a command that says to you this morning, we're going to prophesy over these bones. Now you say, what in the world do you mean by that? I mean this. I don't, you know, it was the enemy, the Babylonians and the Chaldeans that came against Israel during that time of captivity. They had been, they, you know, Israel is like the church in many ways and, and like Christians all around the world so much that they're in, they got revival, and then they need revival. They're in, they got revival, then they need revival. And they've been up and down and in and out and up and you know, obeying and not obeying. And they've just done that forever. Aren't you in your spirit just a little bit tired of being wishy-washy? Wouldn't you like to just give yourself wholly and completely over to him and find out just what he'll do? I believe that the challenge is before us because the Lord is getting ready to come. And we have got to know that today there's a, a challenge that goes out to the church A challenge that says we've got to unite. The call from General Assembly was that we've got to be one. One faith, one Lord, one mission. And that's exactly where we are as a church. We're joining, united with the church of God around the world. Over 7 million members of people that started with 8 people in a little cabin down in the uh, countryside of North Carolina. God took those eight people, filled them with the Holy Ghost, and set them on a mission then that God is holding us accountable for today. And we've got to be responsible to take care. You know, somebody says, well, I don't like that denominationalism. I understand that. And somebody told me the other day, whenever I talk like that, I should not do it country. I'm not making fun of anybody. I am from Tennessee. My family's all from Tennessee. So I don't make fun, but i got to come up with another voice for that person. Somebody say preach. Okay. It's because my grandma, my grandma was one of the biggest complainers ever. And she'd say, Ray, get up here now, boy, I'll worry you out. So whenever I think of gripers and complainers, I always thought of my sweet grandmother, who's went on to be with the Lord now, and I feel really bad. So, <laughs> all, I could, all I've been able to talk about is the challenge. That I believe that God's shown me a picture of our church and what he wants to do through us. There's going to be ministries, prayer ministries, anointing that's going to fall on us to do great things for God in these last days. You listen to what I'm saying. I believe this is not something I have asked him for. This is a command that he's given. I wanted it for sure. But I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to tell you this morning, I believe the Lord is challenging us to move into a place of power, 
rain, fire, I don't, wind, I don't know what you want to call it. You know, I get in conversations and people say, oh, I just want the wind to blow. Well, I do too. Well, I just want the fire to fall. Yep, I want the fire. I want the rain. Oh, don't you wish we'd just have a shower of God's blood? Yeah, I wish it'd rain. I wish all those things. I told God the other night, I said, Lord, I want the wind. I want the water. I want the fire. I want the power. I want the glory. I want it all. Lord, I don't want anything to miss me. I want all of it. So I don't know what you want to call it. You call it whatever you want to. But I've come expecting. And I'm believing that God is going to help us get to where we've never been before. I've already put the choir and the praise singers on notice. I'm putting our staff on notice. I'm telling you, it's time to get to work. It's time for us to quit worrying about what we look like and what we wear. And it's time for us to start getting busy, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, laying hands on folks, and getting people saved for the kingdom. It's time we quit worrying about all that silly stuff, all that stuff that don't matter anymore. Honey, if you want to really be holy, get you an Israeli robe and wear it next Sunday. That'll be perfect. But we don't have to worry about some of these things that keep us hindered and keep us bent down in politics and silly stuff and religious stuff. It's time for us to get real and get on fire, get water shed, and get to the place where he can use us like we're meant to be used in these last days. If you believe it, say amen. amen. If you don't, say oh me. <laughs> well, whatever. <laughs> Talk to me after church. You can buy me a steak and apologize. It'll all be okay. The hand of God was on Ezekiel. You know what he was really doing? We talk about the vision that he had. Brother Jones, you, I'm sure, has preached this many times. He, he was preaching because of the captivity of Israel. Israel was in a place where they felt like they had no hope. They were, they were barren on the inside. They were, they, these bones, they, they had lost the battle. They, they, let, they didn't even bury their dead. They were depressed. They were discouraged. They didn't feel like anything was going right. They felt like everything was going wrong. And here they are. It's been so long now, the bones have bleached in the sun. And there's nothing left to them. They don't even have to, the smell's gone. Everything's gone. It's just a bunch of dusty old bones over there in the valley. You may have let go of that ministry. You may have let go of that word that God spoke over you. You may have said, it's hopeless, it's lost, it's gone forever. You may have said, that's dead, and I'm moving on. You might have even stopped praying about it. But listen to me. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord is sending a fresh word this morning that says, I'm going to speak to the dead things. I'm going to speak to the things that you thought were over. I'm going to speak to the things that you thought were a done deal. And God is going to give a command. And when he's done and he gives that command, the prophecy is going to come that, oh, from the four winds, God send the wind and blow fresh breath on this situation. So not only is he going to breathe on our whole church and take us to where we've never been before, God is going to speak to individuals, and I see ministries, I see marriages, I see relationships, I see jobs, I see all kinds of things in my list. I see depression, I see suicidal tendencies, I see all kinds of drug addiction, I see all kinds of things that are trying to chain you down and lock you up and make you ineffective in the kingdom for these last days. Your kids are going to die and go to hell. But let me tell you something, if you'll just hear this morning the word of the Lord, if you'll just get a hold 
hold of it. I believe he's doing something new in the world. And it's rising up as a powerful sign to the world that Jesus Christ, in the end, he will be Lord over all. He will be on the throne and he is going to absolutely be victorious on your behalf. The cross was not for mediocrity. It was not for average. It was not just so a few folks would get by. I believe that the victory of the cross of Jesus Christ was so that you and I can walk in victory now all the way across the finish line. And I am going to see it. I want to feel it and know it. Not only in my life, in the life of this church and in your life. He's going to speak it over you. I love the way the Lord told him. He said, here's what you're going to say. He said, you look at them bones. Now, get a picture. I got clothes. Although, I think if I stay, Sister Pitts will just keep enjoying holding that child. So she says, go, no, go on, preacher. Don't, don't stop. You can go another hour. Well, thank you, Sister Pitts. I will. Get a picture. Here is Ezekiel in the spirit. And he's been, he's been given this beautiful picture in front of him. Not a beautiful picture. He's, he's been put down in this valley. And he sees all these bones. And he knows, yes, Israel's defeat. The, the, the Israeli armies, army's dead. No hope. Mothers without sons. and Wives without husbands. And Long dead, long dead, bleached by the sun. No bone even connected. I mean, they're all scattered all over this valley. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, God looks at him in this vision and says, speak to these dry bones. He looks at him and he asks him a question. He said, son of man, can these bones live? Can these bones live? What a question. God was taunting him, wasn't he? Sister Peggy, can them bones live? Can them bones live? And Ezekiel was honest. He said, only you know. Only you know, God. And God immediately was like, that's right. Only I know, and guess what I know? He said, son of man, prophesy. You know what I like? He didn't say preach, but it, it's kind of preaching. When he told him to prophesy, he was telling him, he was saying, you take the word of God and the intention of God. You, you, didn't, get, you didn't get that. Take the word of God and the intention of God, and preach, prophesy, speak, those things that be not as though they are. Speak into nothing. Speak into death. Speak into loss. Speak into, you know why? Because they got ears. Now you're like, what? You've been preaching weird today. The Bible says, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you'll say unto that mountain, move. And what? It'll move, right? Because it's got ears. It hears. Dry bones laying in the middle of the valley, 
all stacked up on top of each other, arm, leg connected to the way over there on the other side. I mean, bones scattered everywhere. Nothing's anywhere near it was in the beginning. Thank you, hawks and all kinds of animals. And God says, speak to the bones. Because they can hear. You thought that child, lost, rebellious, doesn't hear you. Doesn't want conversation. Rest assured. They've got, their soul has ears. Your family's got ears. Just keep speaking life. Keep speaking life into dead things. Oh, that's a waste of my time. If it's you, it's a waste of time if it's you. But you can speak into a death sentence. You can speak into cancer. You can confidently speak into cancer. Why? Because cancer's got ears and it has to listen. And if God gives the command that says, gotta go, then it's gotta go. It has to obey. There, every dead, dry situation in your life, everything that you've ever lost, everything that is laying there now dormant in your life individually, listen to me. God is saying and giving a command to the church, saying, can these bones live? And your response is to say, only you know, God. And, that, and he says, that's right. I'll receive the glory. I'll receive the honor. And then he'll give a command just like he did a few minutes ago. And he'll say, go ahead. I command you. And that's all you need. If God gives a word to command, if he tells you to speak to it, then you are ready to see the victory. And I'm here to tell you this morning, the message is on time. The message is for you. I don't know who you are, but you do right now because you feel it down in your heart. You're afraid to even think that what I'm doing and what I'm preaching about is for you. But I'm here to tell you, I'm just giving you another sign. It's you. It's you. God wants you to hear the voice of the Lord and the command of the Lord to speak into those things that are dead. And what happened? I've got to quit. Sorry, Sister Pitch. You're going to have to give her up. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath and spirit came into the bones, and they lived and stood up on their feet, an exceedingly great host. Can you imagine? Here is Elijah, or Elijah. <laughs> Here is Ezekiel. It starts with an E. Ezekiel is standing there, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he says, The Lord says, that whole, that whole valley gets like popcorn. The Lord says, bone flying across the field flying on top of each other. He's seeing dust rise up as popcorn. These bones are going crazy. Here they are all over the place, connected with one another. And he just keeps preaching. Didn't you see what it said? It said there, as I was prophesying, as I was speaking the word of the Lord, everything began to happen. And that's what I'm here to tell you this morning. It started when you walked in the door. I'm right now preaching to you. And as I'm preaching, inside your spirit, it's shaking and rattling. And there's a thunderous noise in the heavens. And God is doing a work 
Are you ready for this? I'm here to tell you this morning, there's going to be miracles in this house, not because of who I am, but because he has commanded it so. There is going to be life spoke into someone here today. There's going to be disease that is going. Stand up. Amy, stand up. In the name of Jesus, get here as quick as you can, right down through here. I want you to get up, stand with me, please, and stretch your hands towards Amy. In the name of Jesus. That's just the beginning. God's going to do more than you've ever dreamed. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that's at work in you. In the name of in the name of Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bind us together, Lord. Bind us together in a unity that cannot be broken. Touch us now, Father. In the name of Jesus, as we get on the same page with you, and as you have prophesied to this house this morning, this church is going to go into a place it's never been. You're going to anoint your people. And I'm telling you, I'm, hear me what I'm saying to you this morning. There are going to be some folks that are going to feel real uncomfortable. And you're going to probably start looking for another church. It's all right. I love you anyhow. I've heard it said you can go to heaven from another church and that would be fine. But here's what I'm telling you. There's going to be some of you left that's going to say, you know what? I'm ready to get to work. I'm ready to pray down the fire. I'm ready to pray for the wind. I'm ready for the power of the Holy Ghost to be real in this house. Let me, let me close with this right here. It was the breath of God. The word, the Greek word is ruhu, ruha. Ruha. That meant that when God breathed into Adam and he blew the breath into the clay, the Bible says the word breath there was ruha. That was the wind of God. If you jump to the New Testament and it talks about the wind at the day of Pentecost and the Spirit. Guess what? It uses the word ruha, the wind of God. You go on a little further, and you got Jesus finding his disciples hiding out. The resurrection hadn't happened. They hadn't heard yet. Jesus has died on the cross, and Jesus comes showing himself. They've got, they've got a word but hadn't seen it yet. Here Jesus comes in and walks in. He begins to show them and speak to them. And then it says it turns, he turns and lays his hands on them. It says he breathes on them. And when you look at that word, it's ruha. The wind of God. I'm telling you, the wind is blowing again. The breath of God is ready to fall on this house. Are you ready? Are you ready? How many of you would say, I need the breath of God, the wind of God in my life?
I want you as quickly as you can to get down at this altar. If you lifted your hand, I want you down here as quickly as you can. Something's going to take place here this morning. Just a few more moments and we're going to dismiss. I want you to get out of your seat and make your way to this altar. Winds blow again. Wind is blowing. As you get here, put your hands up in the air. I want you to call on him. He is here in a marvelous way. Speak life over those dead things. Speak life over them right now. Speak to them as though they are already done. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Wind of God. Speak over them life. They got ears. Just like the day of Pentecost, the wind is blowing again. The wind is blowing again. The wind is blowing again. Right now, while just you're praying, I want you with those hands up in the air, I want you to say just simply this. I, I'm praying right now. I want to pray that prayer of prophecy over you. I feel like the Lord has given me that. I want to command it right now in the name. It's not because of who I am. I'm nobody. I asked him for permission, and he said, okay. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I prophesy over this house. I pray over every man, every woman, every boy and girl. I pray life. I pray the breath the Ruha of God over every situation and the same power that gave life to that clay, the same power that filled men and women with the Holy Ghost, that same power is working now in this house. In Jesus' name, receive the wind of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just mm. like the day of oh, Pentecost. The wind yes, is blowing yes, again. The wind is blowing again. Hallelujah! The wind Hallelujah! Is blowing again. Shout unto the Lord Just in the name like of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise Him. Praise Him. again. Glory, glory, glory to God. Wind is blowing again. Right now you're receiving, right now you're receiving in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Tom, they're saying they think that. In the name of Jesus. Wind is blowing again. Wind is blowing again. Just like the day of a Pentecost, the wind is blowing again. The wind is blowing again. The wind is blowing again. Just like the day of a Pentecost, the wind is blowing again. The wind is blowing again. Thank you, Lord. The wind is blowing again. Would you do me a favor right now? I'd like you to just turn to somebody standing right there beside you and just lay your hands really politely and nicely on their shoulder right there. Would you just begin to pray for someone now? Intercede for someone standing beside you, around you. Come on, I want to hear you pray. I believe the Lord's doing something amazing in this house. In the name of Jesus. There are things happening right now in the spiritual realm you cannot see, but it is happening. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Yes! Breathe on us, God. Breathe on us, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Breathe on her, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Wind is blowing again. Wind is blowing again. Just like the day of the Pentecost. The wind is blowing again. Oh, yeah. The wind is blowing again. Wind is blowing again. Just like the day of the Pentecost, the wind is blowing again. Debbie, I want you to come. I saw you back there, but the Lord saw you too. Three times he just spoke to me in this altar to bring you up here to pray. I have no idea, but you need him to speak into your things. Wind is blowing again. Just like the day of a Pentecost. Wind is blowing again. prophesy over our church as you have commanded breathe on this church God our desire is not to be known for our programs our talents our pastors our preachers our teachers our singers Lord we want to be known for your spirit's breath upon us God touch us afresh and brand new lead us and guide us give us wisdom Give us the ability to know, order our steps, Lord, as we desire to please you in these last hours before you come. Touch us to be a church on fire, to be a church with the flood, to be a church where the wind is blowing. God, let us be a last day's church on fire for you. And I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, we'll never fail to give you the honor and the praise. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Could I, before we dismiss this service, I think you would respect me for doing this. Would you just bow your heads just for a moment? 
If you're here today and you do not have Jesus Christ in your heart and life, you've sat through this service and you've heard the things we've said and you've thought about this and what God could possibly be, be in your own life. You need him. He died for you on the cross of Calvary. He wants to be your Lord. He wants to be your deliverer. He wants to be your savior. And here you stand today and you need him. And I wouldn't dare dismiss this service without giving you an opportunity to come to Christ. If you're here, young man, young lady, father, mother, grandmother, grandfather, if you're here in this house and you need Christ before you leave this house, I want you to shoot your hand up and right back down and we're going to pray with you this morning before we go. Are you here? Are you here? Anyone at all? All right. I trust then that you have either accepted him during this service or you knew him before you came in. I wouldn't dare not give you that opportunity. Father, as we come before you, we thank you today. Lord, we are excited to see what you're going to do through us. Speak over our lives and help us throughout this day. Let us sense and feel your presence and know your joy. I pray, God, that you will direct our steps and help us in every place we go to be such a light. May we be the friendliest people in town. May we be the most hospitable in town. May we love our family better than our neighbors love their families. May we be a sweet, gentle, kind, and giving person, serving person. May we represent you in this community, whether it's in the restaurant, at the house, on the job, or in the neighborhood, in the front yard. May we represent you as salt and light to every person who comes in our path. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you.